Welcome back to part two of Marketing Meanders with Sally and Sam. And today I'm being interviewed by Sally to talk about LinkedIn and whether we should be worried about it or thinking it's too tricky or too expensive. Should we? And how can we use it? Listen on. If I'm going to run a paid for LinkedIn campaign, is it useful to have other things happening around it? Suppose when I'm talking about, you know, handbag making machines, should I also at the same time as my ad is running for however many weeks or days or minutes or whatever, however long I ask it to run, should I also be posting organic stuff on there about that subject to kind of raise the profile of that subject area? Should I perhaps even be putting things on Google or Facebook to raise the profile of that subject area? Yeah, I'd, I'd say so. Yeah. I mean, this is one of the pitfalls you fall into sometimes, I think, because, and as you can tell, I'm quite an advocate for LinkedIn. So when you go on there, you think, God, this is fantastic. We can find this highly targeted audience and brilliant. So we know that we're going to get in front of a good portion of these people on LinkedIn and we can produce some really nice formatted content and great. So you always think, well, that's enough. That's done. You know, we, we've covered that then. And I mean, I was going to come to the whole thing about, you know, and the thing I love doing is calibrating campaigns once you've got them started. So, and doing multiple versions of things and testing, multiple multivariate testing and everything and doing all that jazz. But yes, as you say, I think best practice overall would be, I mean, I would say not just LinkedIn, but in anything when you're in the best case scenario, if you've got multiple channels out there and ways of, you know, adding additional touch points around the place, if you can target that group, yeah, then yeah, having other elements to your campaign, other channels you're using in your campaign, yeah, uh, the more the better. Because I mean, quite often, um, actually, funny enough, I'm I'm been running something along those lines, uh, or it was just before Christmas for somebody. And um, we were actually doing a direct outreach, uh, one of the good old fashioned telemarketing campaign. Oh, bless. Which, Gosh, I've not been involved in for ages, but um, these guys are really good actually, and they they do it in a you know obviously completely GDPR above board way, and they did a really good job. But it was a very 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 targeted audience and a very specific geography, and so they've been reaching out to lists of people or companies rather that we've identified who we're allowed to contact and and have. But I said, well, what we want to do as well is actually do it the other way around. So we'll have this appear because we can target them really well on LinkedIn. We're almost certainly not going to get any of them to click through and say, yes, I'll do this because it's quite a complex sell. And we said, well, we need to talk to someone about this as one of the first things we do. It's an old fashioned sort of slightly cold calling, getting in in front of them, talking about it, because it's just not the kind of thing we believe because we tried in other versions of this previously. We tried to do it more purely digitally and it just didn't cut the mustard. Even if you got people to click on something and go, oh, that's interesting. They would never follow through because it was just too complex an offering, really, which I and that's another whole another conversation. But what's worked well this time is like, you know, still targeting those people and doing sort of a, a lower level campaign on LinkedIn so that you know that there should be a good chance that the people you're calling are then going to see either before or after the call are going to see posts about the thing you've talked to them about. Um so yeah, the other way around, absolutely. I think, I mean, again, if you if you can and if you you know, if you've got the budget and the ability, the resources to, you know, do do the rest of the uh, targeting of them and yeah, other channels, and I definitely say you should. Yeah. So, what would you say would be your top LinkedIn piece of advice? Gosh, uh, I think I mean this is something that's very boring because everyone always says this, but it's consistency. Um, I, I think it's that again, the age-old thing of you know, if you start doing something on LinkedIn, keep doing it for a period of time and then measure it. So I, I think it can, like I referred to earlier on, I think people can become quite dispirited when perhaps they set up a company page 
and they say they start producing all this lovely you know if you've done like a you've prepared you've done all your great stuff about who you're going after what the outcomes you want what are the metrics you're going to look at and what's the messaging and all of that stuff beforehand and then you go right so we've got a a, a nice war chest of content here that we're going to roll out over the next six months and you do that and then you've got to like i don't know 40 followers after six months and you're thinking well we were really hoping for 400 you know <laughs> um and you might go but it's all purely organic so far so just it's sort of again i yeah. suppose you've got to learn as you go along but yep. i think if you keep that consistency of well this is the message don't get dispirited and think oh well it's clearly just not working i mean i think you've got to be, be consistent over a longer time particularly with followers and the great thing about followers i found i think is that I mean, there are a few unfollows that people have, but mainly it seems people, if, I don't know. I mean, again, this is my presumption, but it seems as if people are quite discerning on LinkedIn to actually follow a page or a person and say, yes, I, I want to have updates about this. Um, yeah. And once you've gained that follower, then of course, you know a lot more about them. You you can go in and check your follower audience uh, all the time and see exactly the individuals who are following you um, yep. straight away and what they're doing and then you can target them of course on any paid advertising your okay campaign you're doing but i think yeah just keeping that consistency over a, a decent long enough period but whilst you're doing that as i say i mean keeping an eye on the metrics you've set yourself but also then saying okay do you know what is this really the watering hole for our audience or not and you can kind of tell that from obviously to certain extent who follows you but also what activity what level of activity they have i mean someone might follow you and they use linkedin like I don't know, once every year or Never. something. And they, exactly. they're just doing a nice, oh, I'll follow them. And but I'm not gonna not gonna see anything or do anything. But then you've got the people, of course, who are the very active users and you know you can get them. But I think you'd you you just have to ask yourself that, that ongoing question, don't you, about is is this our, our channel? And but but as I say, consistency of 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 what you put out there. And I guess that just feeds in from everything else you're doing, really, isn't it? It's consistency of message and building your brands and then any particular campaigns you're looking to run is keep that consistency going yeah i think that's the main thing i mean and of course the other big thing actually i mean if you've got a a reasonable size business say and you're perhaps you're new to linkedin the employee advocacy is really big so when you've got people sharing it's just it's you know it's like it's really interesting to see one of those maps where i think i mentioned could have been offline to you sally about when linkedin themselves came in and talked to me years ago and they said right this is they've had this a three sheet of paper and said this is your network and i went what okay and it showed <laughs> all these hubs and spokes and nodules about you know all these people i was connected with and what they were involved with and everything and i thought wow that's amazing graph data representation visualization and that was great and but it but it just it hammers home to you the fact that like with networking and stuff you know if you get get one follower who or, or sorry rather you get your your employees to reshare your stuff, then it's likely there'll be lots of people in their network who are relevant who then follow the company and respond to the stuff you share as well. The other thing I read the other day is that if you want people to share it, tell them to put it on the bottom of your note. Say, please share this with other people because you'd be surprised how stupid people are. Not stupid, they're busy and haven't got time. But if you say, please share this, you will get a considerable number of people sharing it. Mm. Oh, definitely, definitely. I mean, it's that thing, isn't it? And sharing is much better than just doing a, just doing a like. 
Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's the thing that that sharing is 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 really crucial, and, and and as you say, actually specifically asking people to share it, and and then I suppose as well, one step back from that is like make the get create a reason for sharing it. You know, so yeah, perhaps it's a poll or something you're putting out there, or an article, or something where you ask a question, or yeah, you know, you. I mean, that's obviously the ultimate thing, I suppose, from an organic LinkedIn standpoint, isn't it? If you if you can regularly create posts, because some posts will just dive bomb and just won't yeah. get any interactions fine exactly others will just take off and sometimes you think i don't know why that's been so popular but it has and you see them come up in your own feed don't you and i always question and think why are people responding to that you know did it hit a critical mass is there something about it it usually seems to be quite sort of personal sort of emotional kind of thing or or something that's to do with good causes or something like that that seems to really yeah. come out or something novel i mean again these are kind of you know, marketing 101 kind of things, I suppose, about well, what what appeals to people. But yeah, as you say, I I, I think uh, if you can achieve a thing where you've got the right audience, cause it doesn't have to be millions of people, just be the right audience who are genuinely engaging, because that's the thing I monitor. I mean, I, I've uh, clients I work with, we look at, you know, we're looking at, first of all, building the audience, but then we're looking at creating more engaging content. And when I mean engaging, I'm looking at, well, who is actually engaging with the posts? And ideally, you know, if we can get, you know, follower advocacy where you're then going, oh, great. Yeah, that's interesting. You raise a very interesting point there in this thought leadership article. And but I think this and then someone else says, oh, no, I disagree. Perhaps it should be this. And then you're creating your own sort of group and forum based on your own posts, then, aren't yeah, you? Which, which exactly is, right. is ideal because then you're in the conversation. Um, so that's really, really powerful. But it's, I say, tough to achieve. I don't know. I mean, I suppose it's something you have to really work quite hard at to achieve, but um, but you can. Yeah, I think it's what you said before. It's not something that's going to happen overnight. You got, it's not just you know post a few little things and that'll be it'll all suddenly take off. It's something that, as you say, you've got to be consistent over time and just keep going at it. And if you get some that get no response whatsoever, and you think, oh no, I really like that, but nobody else does, don't be discouraged. Just keep doing it. Mm, yeah, definitely, definitely. That that's the thing. And. And I know they say that about a number of platforms and, and you know, you're, you're carrying on and you're just, you know, if you see this progress happening, I mean, it can quite often be that cascade effect where suddenly, you know, you, you've got 10 followers and then 10 brings 30, 30 brings 80. But again, I mean, actually, I would also then say, I mean, as I said about observing your metrics, your objectives, and you could say, great, now we've got a thousand followers on LinkedIn. This is amazing. It's it's absolutely going great guns. And you go, okay, good but what what are they doing um what are you doing what are you hoping to do with them you know and so that's exactly right you can like with any of these platforms i guess you can fall into the whole vanity metrics thing can't you as you say you say, i've got 50 likes that's that's so exciting and then you go brilliant what's that contributing towards in the longer term I, I don't know anything i mean it could be i mean yeah moreover if those likes are your mum your granny your, your sister you know that's not so fantastic is it yeah, exactly. And as I say, I mean, even though I said about, yeah, employee advocacy is very important and, and it is. And if you you should be getting everyone in your company to reshare stuff and, and comment on it and everything all the time as much as you can. But then you can look in and see, OK, well, every time we post, we get, you know, at least 20, 20 likes. And this is brilliant. And then you go, ah, every single time that's all of our employees. So I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I mean, I'm saying no. it's, a, it's a good thing. But it's just you just need to look at it in a in a sanitized way and, yeah, and understand exactly. what that means, you know, yeah, and then go. Completely. But the good thing is, if they're regularly doing that, and if they're all going out and depending on your type of business, again, of course, you know, if you're in a consultancy, then it's ideal because they're all going out and winning business and having conversations and building their own networks. And then, you know, and you're alumni as well, actually. So I mean, I'm I'm a sort of alumni member of a few 
companies and i'll i'll re- i regularly feel this need to like or comment or share stuff that they send out if i find it interesting but i i have that connection and so there's also yeah former employees who may be interested in doing that and it's quite likely that they're going to be in a related job industry etc um, with other people who are their new customers and who knows referrers so yeah it's all it's all very helpful in that way so definitely have a go at LinkedIn, however scared of it you are, just go and have a go, even if it's just doing a few posts, and then eventually you will get brave enough to run a campaign. Yes, exactly. And the great thing is, because I, I think the actual campaign manager tools are pretty good, you can just switch it on, switch it off. Yeah. You can limit it straight away to say, oh my God, you know, I've only got £100 budget. It's like, well, set that as your ultimate budget, set how much you're prepared to spend in a day. I mean, there are other considerations to go into about you know specifically paid setting up paid campaigns and going through that whole process which i'm sure i've created a document or a guide somewhere actually but one of the key things on that is about you know they will give you some advice and some help about how to try and set it up and there's also i think on linkedin learning probably like a whole set of modules on this as well but yeah there's a few little pitfalls there where if you if you set a really really small budget or you the, the, the old one if you're in international marketing i mean a Okay, probably a small business. You're not going to be doing this. If you you were, if you were, you can quite often fall to the pitfall where you set up one campaign and then you you set your daily budget and then you find out that all of the budget was spent in the east in the morning and then nothing's left for Europe and the states in the afternoon. So you're always thinking, how can we keep on getting all these people from you know Uzbekistan or or, you know wherever or Sri Lanka or wherever or Japan or China? They're all. They're all not probably not China as much, but perhaps with Japan, certainly, you know, but yeah. all, wherever Malaysia, we get loads. It's great. Yeah, they're good leads. They're all coming in, but they're all coming from the Far East. But we've got nothing from like Saudi Arabia America. onwards. There's nothing yeah, exactly. from anyone. You think, why is that? And that's a lesson <laughs> I learned quite early on about, you know, just splitting your geographies or splitting on, you know, whatever else you want to split it on. But yeah, there's probably another whole, whole nother uh podcast on 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 some of those pitfalls of setting up campaigns but but as you say but that was really useful because it's made me feel more comfortable about the whole thing actually i think thank you very much Sam. you've kind of made me feel that actually i should be braver and just don't find it overwhelming yeah definitely because it's not it can't bite you back i mean it's not it's not going to hurt you you you're not going to get it so wrong that you're going to damage your reputation almost certainly really Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it, I think it's fine. And I, I, I think the good thing is that, you know, there's lots of really good sort of preview tools and you can see what you're doing and what's going on, um, how it's working. And I love the fact that in LinkedIn, it's really easy, even if you're doing organic stuff, you know, just put something out and then edit it. Yep, if there was, absolutely. I mean, hopefully, or take it down, issue. or all of those things, or yeah. take it down, or yeah, whatever. I mean, it's fine. And yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely well worth it. And I think, particularly, I say, I just keep coming back to this, you know, the paid stuff, it's just, targeting is yeah so granular and, and useful i find um so that that's a big tick and i know also you can there is one way that you can target people that have gone to your competitors website yes i think you can i think you can is it the website or is it uh, potentially i think I'm trying to remember you did, did do that and then you could do, you certainly do sort of like um i think followers as well or people who are you know, interested in is that sort of interested uh, thing, or, or yeah, sort of checking out particular uh, groups, etc. Or sorry, particular companies. So I think you do that as well. Yeah, I mean, there's lots of really good stuff. Um, as I say, yeah, so once you've got your brave inputs. socks on, yeah, yeah, exactly. Once you've got your brave socks on and you've started, there are some really interesting things you can do on Campaign Manager. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. And that's, what again, what I find so enthralling about it is the fact that there's so many different ways you can try and do uh, a campaign. And then as like the calibrating is for me, because it's not, I've never operated on this basis of saying, right, I've set up the campaign, off it goes, great, I'll check in next week and see how it's going. I sort of, I, I set it up and then if you've got the luxury of, of of managing it, if you manage it from, I mean, I'm sure there's lots of, you know, great automated tools and things these days which, which do this for you and help you. But I mean, I've always found, particularly if you're running with that masses of budget, is to go in and, and then do manual calibrations and updates. And, and I, I find it very rewarding and interesting as well, quite frankly. You know, you just you think, well, I think this version of the advert should do really well. This is the shortest piece of copy we've got in there, and, and it's a great graphic. And then we've used another version of it with a, the same graphic, but we've done a long-form post talking about this, that, and the other. And then you go, gosh, the long-form one's performing much better. Interesting. And so you switch one off, keep the other one on, do another version of that one. I mean, okay, yeah, you can potentially get down a bit of rabbit hole and, and then end up spending too much time. And is it worth it? But but you learn every campaign you do, I can guarantee you'll learn something um, and do it slightly different the next time. So, um, so that's great as well. I, I think it's a great learning platform as well. Completely. No, well, that's brilliant. I hope this has given people who are listening to this a bit of courage to go out there and have a go. Yes. And um, we'd be interested to know your responses. If you have never done it before and you've always been very worried about it's too expensive and I don't know how to do it. If you do have a go, let us know what your experience was. You know, where were we right to encourage you to do this? Or are you thinking, no, it's still too expensive and I don't know how to do it? Yeah. Um, but it would be really interesting to have people's experiences of first time LinkedIn campaigns. Yeah, definitely. No, that'd be great. Yeah, as you say, I, I'd, I'd be really interesting to hear from people, as you say, who particularly are getting into this. Um, or someone else who violently disagrees and says, no, 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 I, I, this is the way you should be using it. Or or perhaps, no, I used it in a totally different way um, to to these ways. And this is another interesting aspect, whatever it may be. But you say in particular, people who are just starting to use it, that would be really interesting to find out how they observe it and, and how they experience it. So no, brilliant. That's all good. Yeah, really interesting. Good fun. Well, thank you. Thank you for the question, Sally. I think it's been oh, fun. Thank you very much for all your time, Sam. Thank you very much, Sam, for being such a good speaker. It's fabulous. Oh, no. Well, it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure going into this. And I, I think, you know, we're, we'll be getting some more said this year, haven't we? We'll try and get some more people in to, to talk to us and interview as well. So I think it'd be great to um, do a bit more of that. So watch this space. I say watch this space. Listen to this space uh, in the future, everyone. Take care. Brilliant. Bye, Sam. <laughs> <laughs>